Very often you see me build up a, a black animal using the lighter gray or the medium color grays rather, then the uh, slightly darker grays and then the black. And then you'll go and see me put white on the top of it or light gray on the top of it. That will work because tonally they work together. Welcome to episode 113 of Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Hi, Dad. Hi, Stevie. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. I've uh, had a really, really good week this week. Uh, as you know, it's uh, I'm top of the world. I feel really good. Good. Yeah, it's it's been a really, I know we say it all the time, but it's this week especially has got an air about it that's been it certainly has very positive. a lot of activity yeah and uh, a lot going on yeah and uh yeah we've got lots of exciting things to talk about today we've got a new project we want to mention as well at the end and mm-hmm. uh it's a real stunner it's way up there with uh, your best for sure um, oh good that's nice. what you just say so well, personally that's my opinion <laughs> um it's an animal and we'll get to it at the end of the show uh, but you've done uh, you've done a really amazing project this week. You've been knocking them out left, right, and centre. So uh, when I come down, I'm going to have um, <laughs> more editing to do. Oh yes, I'm piling them up for you, matey. But what's good is you're doing subjects now that you've never tackled before. Yeah, I tell you the reason why I'm doing that. We've we've built up a, a quite a backlog, as people will now know which means it gives me quite a lot of freedom, and I'm looking at subjects that. Uh, that ordinarily I perhaps wouldn't have done three years ago because I think, oh, no, no, that's too hard or, you know, that's not the right thing. But because we've got such a variety now of different subjects, it's opening the field to me too. So I'm looking at things uh, with, with different eyes, to be honest, and... The other thing about it, of course, is I'm challenging myself, which I like. And I think everybody's got to do that, even, you know, at my level here. I've got to challenge myself. I've got to find something that I can get passionate about. Hmm. Uh, If you do the same old, same old, same old, you know, you can fall into a rut. And I've always tried to fight shy of that. Hmm. So I think that this is where this year, uh, certainly 2015, is going to see projects that people are going to be stunned by. Mm. They're going to wow, the wow factor. Yeah, and, uh And a lot of it too is coming out in the video, the videos that I'm making, because very often, certainly I've noticed it in the last six months or so, I uh, come to a moment, uh, wow, folks, look at that, you know, as though... You're over my shoulder and you're, all the people are looking at me. So I get quite uh, ex- inspired and excited by it too. So yeah. all that to come. Good. Yeah, it's exciting. It's really good. Uh, so we can't wait to yeah reveal this this project to you. It's uh, Well, by the time – actually, I think the, if you're listening to this on the Friday, it's, it's going out today. It's on the Friday. So uh, we're recording this in advance. So um, I'm planning it to go up. Um, on Friday so um, by the time you're listening to this it should be up and ready for you to do 
Um, but yeah, we can't wait to, to show you these, these projects that are coming out. Uh, it's going to be a really good year. Okay, uh, moving on to some questions. First one is from Yvonne. Uh, Hi, I'm attempting to do a white dog and I'm doing okay with the shady bits, but in the bright white bits, I am not sure how to get the fur to show. It is a fairly long fur and I have to rub a small amount of white into the pastel board in order for some of the board not to show through. Which of your videos would you recommend to show me how to do this? I do seem to occasionally overwork my pieces and of course then they will not take any more pastel. The Mm -hmm. The sprays are fine, but they do dull the work down a little bit. No, I totally agree with that. In the old days, of course, when I used to use the Carbothella pencil, I used to have to spray the white to put another coat of white on. When I changed to Faber-Castell, I didn't have to do that and don't have to do that. And it was a godsend to me because spraying, fixing pictures does take the life out of it. It makes it very dull. So I really wouldn't recommend you go down that road. There are better ways of doing it, as people know, if they see the work I do. But coming back to white, that is a problem. I can see the problem. But if you use a white and you're using the ombre paper, now I emphasise that because if you're using a dark paper, you're going to have a bit of a problem getting the white to actually show as bright as we want it. Uh, But on the sand colour, then you can put white on. When you when you put the white on, folks, I mean, I've showed this many, many times and have shown it, uh, that you don't use the point of the pencil. You use the side of the point of the pencil. The reason for that is if you start crushing the paper right at the beginning, and you can do that, it, the, the pastel doesn't go on so easily. So if you use the side of the point of the pencil and fairly strong as well because if you're going to put white on generally speaking you could put some gray and you could put some ivory but you wouldn't be using really dark colors in a white so the white can go on the way i've told you uh, and it registers really really well on the sandpaper so you shouldn't have any problem they the, the white spaniel, black and white spaniel, comes to mind because there's a white sections in that <clears throat> that really are exactly what I'm telling you about, you know, especially over the top of the nose and down in the, the lower part of the neck. Uh, I put the white on there. So I would just play that over and over again, the sections that are relevant, and see how I do it. But you'll also notice that I put in greys into that okay and then I rub them or blend them with the blender and they create a contrast then with the white bits you leave and the danger of course when you're doing that is you could spread the grey right over the whole thing if you're not careful so you very often see me using the side or the corner of the blender rather than flat part and that will work very well then when you have, like, if you're in black and white spaniel, particularly, we're using black as a comparison. So you've got black and white. So the black makes the white look whiter. See the point? So as you go through your pictures, you, unless you've got a white cat or a white dog or a white horse, just the white, then you're going to have other colours that you can use, stronger colours that you can use to make the white look brighter. So when you're putting the white on initially, it's a different kind of 
pressure that you're putting on with the pencil yeah. it's not direct with the point yeah. it's it's sort of uh, spread out through the side that's right it it's it's making it it's making the point flatter than you would do if you were using the point if you use the point you can imagine the pressure of just using the point of a pencil you're going to crush almost immediately going to crush the paper a lot of people would say to me in answer to that oh yeah but Colin but how do you get in the in the tooth Surely you need a tooth to put No, 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 that doesn't work like that. I can see where they're coming from with that, but that won't work because you'll, you won't actually do what you're intending to do. It's better to use the side of the point of the pencil and go evenly over the whole thing and then use either a, a paper blender uh, or not, not paper blender. You can use a paper blender. I would prefer to use the colour shapers. Either a grey or an ivory. I wouldn't use the tapered one in this situation because you need to push it into the paper. I don't, I mean, it's something else I can talk about. We've got three colour shapers. The grey is the harder one, and that's the one that will uh, I use generally for darker colours, so I push those into the paper. The ivory one probably would be the best one to use on white because it's uh, white is in itself is a softish material, so you don't have to be that. You don't have to punish it too much to get it in. But it will work really, really well. But do look as, as many white projects as you can. When you're putting the grey on to create the contrast, uh, you said that you use sometimes the corner of a blender. Would, you, would the tapered, the tapered colour shaper be good for that? No, I, I still wouldn't do it for that. I'd still use it. No, Is the tapered colour shaper works soft for the. Well, yes, that's right. It, it can work for giving softness to something or smoothing something over. And where sometimes even a corner of the ivory colour shaper won't get into those really tiny little areas, so the tapered one works for that. I use them pretty even. You know, if I'm doing a picture, I use the grey, the ivory flat chisel end and the flat the tapered one almost um evenly usually on a picture now right. uh, so each one has got its own particular benefits okay. and i would definitely have i mean if you're serious i would you definitely need all three mm. i don't think i'm ever going to introduce any more to be honest i think we've got enough mm. uh, to do the jobs that we want to do with them okay Cool, yeah. Well, obviously, all of those um, colour shapers can be bought from our, our website and uh, it's free delivery to the UK over £20. And the colour shapers are four ninety five each. That's right. So three colour shapers and a pack of paper, you know. That's it, you've got it. You know, it's uh, heading up to that. that and the thing delivery. is, funny enough, Steve, just out of interest and why we're talking about colour shapers, uh, I've used the same colour shaper now, my ivory one, for, gosh... Oh, 20 pictures, I should think, at least. And on the video that I've just done, I say, hey, folks, my colour shape is wearing out. And it is actually, you know, on the tip, I was trying to get the dark colour off the tip and it was taking me longer to get it off because it was worn along the top. Really? <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, what I'm saying, it was, it was, it was quite funny. It was quite funny to see uh, or hear me actually say, hey, folks, I've got to buy a new one. No. <laughs> well, 20 <laughs> pictures is pretty impressive, though, you know, 20, uh, doing 20 pictures and still... Oh, yeah, and the way I use them as well. 
I mean, I, I do punish it. Yeah. I mean, I'm saying 20 pictures. It could be 40 pictures. I just don't know. <laughs> I've had them. I've had the same colour paper since I started, so how many have I done? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but it is, it is getting to the point where I think I may have to get a new one. <laughs> it's done, it's Put done. my hand in my pocket and money say... Well, oh, money well spent, though, for sure. <laughs> Good. I want to know where to go, don't I? I know who sells them. <laughs> Good. Okay, that's a great question, so thanks for sending that in. Next one's from Sue. Uh, Hi, Colin. I've been a member for a few months now and have been keeping an eye on things and practising, but I'm also a, cer- uh, also a certain uh, part of a certain pastel group on Facebook. I've become quite confused as to whether one should start a picture light to dark or the other way around. Having looked at quite a few of your demonstrations, where you always seem to go from light to dark with pastel pencils, and then reading other stuff about soft pastels where they say it should be done dark to light, perhaps the difference is between pastel pencils and soft pastels. I have to say that so far I do prefer the pastel pencils, which is why I decided to become one of your members. Look forward to hearing your opinion. Regards, Sue. Well, that's a good question. We've tackled it before a few times, but it's, it doesn't uh, hurt going over it again. The difference between the soft pastel in stick form and pastel pencils in pencil form is there's a different consistency. I've said this before. If you have a, a stick pastel, which tends to be crumbly, that's the whole idea of it. You can imagine if you put that into a pencil and tried to draw with that, it would just crumble away. You wouldn't be able to do it which means the pastel pencil manufacturers have to make the binding, the medium that uh, is used to bind the pigments together, uh, stronger. And in doing that, they produce a unique project, a product. And the, but at the same time, it's also translucent. So what happens with a pastel pencil is you don't have the same pigmentation as you do with pastel, soft pastel, so you have to work on the light-to-dark basis. Otherwise, if you try doing it the other way around, if you put dark colours on, let's put brown, let's put a bit of brown on your paper in pastel pencil, and you think, oh, I think I'll lighten that, so i put a bit of grey on, or, or lighter grey, or white even, or ivory, it'll turn into mud immediately. You'll have mud. Now, if you had that with soft pastel, put a bit of... Uh, uh, brown soft pastel on and you wanted to put a yellow or a, a white into it, goes over the top. No problem at all because the pigmentation is stronger. So you can't really... You, the general rule is you work from light to dark with pastel pencils. The general rule with soft pastel is it doesn't matter. You can work the other way around. You can work light to dark or dark to light. You can please yourself. However, you won't get the same finish. You cannot get the same finish as you can with with soft pastels, as you can with uh, with pastel pencils. No way. I've used both, and I agree that the pastel pencil is the better of the two mediums. I mean, you think I would say that, but no, it, it would. It suits me best, particularly as I came from watercolour background, which was always, uh, you know, light to dark. However, you'll find that in pictures, especially those that are coming up, I do put light over dark you'll see it done and this could be done if the tonal value is similar like greys and blacks very often you'll see me build up a a black animal using the lighter or the medium color greys rather then the uh, slightly darker greys and then the black and then you'll go and see me put white on the top of it or light gray on the top of it that will work because tonally they work together 
But if you were to go and put, say, a brown animal, you, you developed your ochres and then you put your browns on, and then you try to put white over the top of that, it would look awful because it doesn't work tonally. You can get away to a certain extent ivory, but you've got to be careful. Mm. But actually, we're going to be talking about the later on, yeah. where I do just that. So that, you just gave away what the subject is. <laughs> oh, I? oh, well, they know that if they've seen it on the... Uh... That's true. That's true. I was trying to build okay. up to some suspense, you see, uh, Dad. Well, you can edit that bit out. <laughs> i tell you what you could do. Put a blurb there. Oh, OK, yes. You know, beep. Yes. You know what? I will do that, actually, yeah, just to delay it even more. (laughs) Um, So, to summarise, the soft pastels uh, aren't as translucent, so therefore you can go, you can put light on top of dark. Yeah, the pigmentation is stronger. (laughs) And therefore the pigmentation is stronger. But, however, the... Uh, because you don't have the control as you do with the pencils, um, the effects, you, you don't have that sort of, um, you couldn't use a soft pastel for an animal, say, and get the same mm. kind of realistic uh, mm. textures and, uh, mm. you know, detail, because it's like, it's like swings and roundabouts, isn't it? It's like, it's not the best of both worlds, but it's, I mean, because with the Faber-Castells being a higher pigmentation anyway, you kind of, you're getting closer to that soft pastel oh pigmentation aren't you yeah i think you can actually say you have you are getting the best of both worlds with the pastel pencil because as i said if you if you do enough pastel pencil work and you see enough of my videos you'll see that i very 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 often break the rules Mm. and you can do that as long as you know what you're doing and also the soft pastels uh, this is this is purely my opinion but if they're perhaps higher pigmentation and perhaps too high your pictures don't want to look too bright do they because if you're doing an animal say you want a certain uh mm. dull not dullness but like you, do, you don't want it to be like absolutely luminous right. <laughs> you want it to look a realistic tone don't you you're right absolutely and, and i've seen most pastel work i do soft pastel work i've seen is quite bright mm. it's the idea of it and I'm not knocking at the pastel. I like soft pastel. I've worked in it myself, and I've done some a few pictures in it. I prefer not to work in it now because once you get used to the pastel pencil and the advantages that you've got with it, then I would much prefer the pastel pencil. But you can work with both. I mean, people see me do it, that I work. Generally, it's backgrounds or just adding pastel, uh, soft pastel to enhance a pastel pencil picture but you can work uh, most of my uh, i'm just thinking of the ballerina for the moment when i did the ballerina although you need to put a, a pastel pencil base on the background to that it was all soft pastel and it looked stunning didn't it mm-hmm. you know pastel pencil figure with a pastel soft pastel background mm-hmm. it works well so the two do go together and as i said you can get the best of both worlds mm-hmm. situation Okay, good. So that's a, that's a really good question, Sue. That's been really interesting to talk about that. I hope that's helped you and uh, anyone else out there. Oh, look, like you say, we've covered that before, but it's, it's weird. It doesn't weird. hurt to go over it again, though. Just, just, especially with someone, a new member, they may not have heard it before, so they do need to hear it again. Mm. And very often when I go into uh, something I've already referred to in a past podcast, uh, we can take a different slant on it sometimes. We can just go off a slight different tangent. Mm. Yeah. 
Good. Okay, the next one uh, comes from Amy, and this was on YouTube. Uh, the Spitfire painting you did, uh, we put a speed painting on YouTube. And Amy says, has commented on the video and said, this is amazing. I chose to do World War II for my art GCSE, and I'm going to draw planes and dogfights in the sky. So I'm just trying to see what the best techniques are and what equipment I need. This is unbelievably good. Throughout the video, I kept saying, oh, my God, because it's just wonderful. Do you know where I can buy those coloured pencils? I love this video. Oh, yes, I do know where you can buy those. <laughs> um, Colin Bradley Art, my love. <laughs> yeah. On our website, uh, they are available. And uh, it's that I picked that out because that's another student uh, ah, of the younger third generation. Third week running, Stephen. I know. I know. Uh, well, there are they continue. I'm, I'm very pleased. got obviously a lot of good taste there. <laughs> Picked a good video. But I'll tell you what, she's absolutely right. In the past, generally speaking, uh, war scenes have done in oil or acrylic. Acrylic came along um, later on and... I think it probably did uh, supersede it. But the, most of the really, really good pictures you see in, in, in uh, of war scenes and dogfights and so on were done in oil. You can't really do them in any other medium. It, it wouldn't, would never work in watercolour. But pastel pencils is a very, very good alternative to that and much, much easier to use mm. than oil. Well, I was looking over that video uh, when I uh, saw this comment, and uh, it is obviously a stunning picture that you did. What do you think about doing another plane in the future? What's your kind of thoughts on planes and stuff? I'd love to. Uh, One of the things I did when I did the Spitfire, I said I wanted to do a Lancaster, which is one of my other favourite World War II planes. And uh, I still haven't, haven't decided not to do it. It's something that will come. But with so many different projects still to air and to go over and people love the animals anyway so I've got to, I've got to do every other picture has got to be an animal anyway whichever otherwise I have a revolt on my hands um, but there's no reason why I won't do another one yeah I, just coming back to that war scene actually though we were talking just now about pastel pencils and soft pastel mixing together now that is where soft pastels would really really work well yeah. with pastel pencils you could do, in fact, I might do it, Steve. I, I won't do a dogfight, but what I'll do is I might do uh, a, a scene, an aircraft scene, possibly a Lancaster, with soft pastels and pastel pencils. Mm, okay. Or, or even better, really, I'll do pastel pencils, polychromos, and soft pastel. Yeah. Yeah. Because the, 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 I can imagine that the cloud formations and so on, and the smoke, you know, when the smoke trails and something going down. Yeah, oh, blimey, then, wow. And fire and whatever coming out the wings, and I can just imagine it now. <laughs> I don't think I should do one of them now. <laughs> no, yeah. But, but they would work really well with a um, with soft pastel mix to it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's great. Yeah, really good. Okay, good. Well, that's um, that's a great uh, feedback. So, thank you, Amy, for that, and best of luck with your art GCSE. And uh, if you do uh, manage to uh, to do to use the pastel pencils, then let us know how you got on with it. I'd love to see that. I really would. I'd love to see it. Please, please send us an email uh, with your picture on it. Yeah. 
Good. Okay. Well, that's all the questions I wanted to to talk about this week. We've got uh, this new project now, which I'm going to say because I bleeped you out earlier. What's that then, Steve? <laughs> it's the brown bear, and uh, oh, what a surprise! <laughs> and like I said earlier, it is way up there with uh, the best. The it's just the texture of it, the uh, the feeling you get from it. It's I mean, I showed it to a couple of people, a couple of my friends, um, and they were blown away. It's got as much impact, I think, as the prowling tiger had. Uh, yeah. When you show, when I show anyone that picture, they they think it's a photo until you zoom in, and I think this generates exactly the same reaction. There's a little story behind that, which you don't know about, in fact, Steve. Um, and I'll tell everybody now. When I first decided to do a bear, I wanted to do a bear. I had done for quite a long time. I'd, I'd done a polar bear in the past, not on the member side, but I had done polar bear. Oh, I did a baby polar bear, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I thought of different bears, and I love the, the brown bear. I always have done. So I, just, I wanted to do initially a whole bear. And I had I had one actually on the chocks. It was in I'd got got as far as drawing it out on the paper. It was ready to go. And then I thought, no, no, I don't think I will. No. And I, I changed my mind on it. Because what I wanted, all the pictures that I saw of it, because if you've got a, a longer shot, which you would have if you were doing it in the landscape, it didn't show the fur. You'd you'd have to be you know, a bit sort of nondescript with the fur. And I thought, no, the brown bear's got such lovely fur, soft fur, that I really wanted to show it. So in the end, having tried different, not tried, I didn't start pictures, but I looked at several, I found that one and I thought, gosh, look at that lovely fur. If only I could produce that half as good as it looks on the photograph, I should be thrilled a bit. Well, folks, I've got to tell you, it looks better than it did on the photograph. I couldn't believe it. There was one moment in that, and I think, Steve, um, we, we were talking about it earlier, when I said, wow, I couldn't actually believe what I was doing. It was like magic. And it was about halfway, about halfway through the picture. Well, no, it was more than that, because I'd already done the eye, done the nose. It was when I was on the base of the fur. The reason I, I say that and pick it out is because when you start off, you know, at the top of the, the, the head and you work your way down, you're feeling your way a lot. And I hadn't done this before, not, not the brown bear anyway, or that kind of fur. And I thought, I know. And I was getting the hang of it by the time I got below the eye. By the time I got to the middle of the head... I'd, I'd cracked it, basically, and I thought, wow, this is something else. I couldn't believe it. And this is when I was I built it up and put the light on top of dark, which works, oh. as you will see, really, really well. So that was a, that was a lesson in my to me, as well as it would be to you, of how fur can look. I can't imagine another medium anywhere ever to actually produce that same effect. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because, I mean, the reason why you can put the light over the dark, as we talked about earlier, is because of the tonal values, right? The tone, tone, tone's the same, yeah. Yeah, yeah you're, not, you're, not, you're not changing the tone. If you were changing the tone, it wouldn't work so well. Uh, so, I mean, the ivory was the main colour there. And I put grey under it anyway, so, you know, you've got a kind of sandwich area there. The grey, as people know, is so important when you're dealing with... 
uh, colours like this. You've got to almost neutralise the drawing surface so that you can put the colours on. Mm. And uh, because otherwise, if you put the browns directly on, they become too hard, too fierce. You can't then take it back. You couldn't put the grey on top of that. It wouldn't work that way. Did you use any of the cooler colours below that? Did you use a cool grey then? No, I, th- I think it was warm. You, you, you can still use the warm greys, but it does cool it enough to not uh, to not be too rich as a colour. The brown. Yeah. yeah. It. it, it neutralizes um is that the right word for it i think that that's so like a neutral color gray is yeah i've said this many times before gray is a neutral color and if you're going to do warmer colors like the browns and the oranges and so on then and the ochres then you really do need to use the warm colors if you go in the other way you know the blacks the, the greens uh, the blues you're kind of then working on the cooler colours generally. I mean, I do break those rules sometimes, but that's that's a, a, a good rule of thumb. And how did you get the fur looking so soft? Was that the ivory shaper? Ah, yes. Well, now that that was the, sh- the colour shapers, yes. It would have been the ivory and the taper colour shaper working really well there. Because that reminds... That, that's how you do it. Um, well, it, it's um, you've got to see the video to actually appreciate how that was done. But it was built up gradually... The other thing about it is you, you need to get to the finish point as soon as you can. There's a lot, of, a lot of pictures I see that are sent to me. I feel people have over-applied the colours. They keep putting the colours on and too many of them. So you want to try to get to point A, from point A to point Z or whatever, as short as possible time. Because if you don't and you put too many colours on you're uh, spoiling the uh, freshness. It's a really good word, that freshness of the picture. Right. becomes muddy very quickly. And it can do with that brown bear, I warn you people now. But if they follow my advice and do exactly what I do on the screen, do it on some paper. I would, If you've never done anything like it before, do it on spare paper, first of all. Just a few strokes following what I do. You don't have to do it all. It doesn't have to be very special. Just the technique of applying the colour. Good. Good. I can't wait to uh, for people to try this out and let us know, obviously, how you get on with it. Um, I think it's, yeah, I think it's, it's way up there. And uh, I think people are going to be blown away by it. I hope they are. That, that's a, it gives me a great pleasure in knowing, one, I've done it, uh, as as well as I've done that, and two, the reaction of people to it. Yeah. So I get a double whammy, really. It's good. Excellent. But the whole idea of all of this, Steve, as you know, is is to impart this technique and the techniques that I use. Mm. You couldn't do that with soft pastel, folks. That's no. right. <laughs> you couldn't do it. You could do an impression of it. Now, don't get me wrong. To all the soft pastel, I'll say, oh, yes you can you can do an impression but you couldn't get it like that realistic look that you can get with that mm. good okay well i think that's a that's a nice subject to end on uh, for this week so as always if you've got a, a question then get in touch with us via our website colinbradleyart.co.uk and uh, if you want to learn about how to become a member then visit the products page um we've obviously uh recently added um 
hundreds of pounds worth of extra content and packs and exercise sheets and ebooks um, and the membership price starts at 14.99 a month so even if you wanted to sign up for one month and uh, download all the books and all the exercise sheets you'd be getting around about 455 pounds worth of products for just 14.99 um, probably shouldn't tell you that but it's all there for you and uh, you can sign up uh, even our basic package gives you all of those bonuses but obviously the longer you stay a member then the longer you get access to uh, all of the videos that we've uh, that we've got available and the new brown bear as well mm. and all those lovely things coming up in the next year yeah Steve it's yes. going to be terrific I'm looking forward to them I'm looking forward to this year as you're unveiling everyone yes <laughs> Good. Okay, so uh, that's it for this week. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I'm Steve Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy Enjoy your week. week.